Hi everyone, welcome to Hewlett Home. I'm Tracy Koga. This is a very special edition. Not only are we on location again at Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre, you'll find out how many shows we've done at Hewitt Home very shortly, but news is that they bring in the new year with Into the Woods, Stephen Sondheim's wonderful musical, full of great storytelling and music. So I sit down first with Kelly Thornton, she's the artistic director, and then later introduce you to the premiere and debut for Rhea Rodek-Rosadescu in her role of Cinderella. Now here's a little clip of Into the Woods. Listen well, son. Milky White must be taken to market. Mother, no, he's the best cow. Was, was, she's been dry for a week with no food, no and no choice but to sell her while she can still command a price. Milky White is my best friend in the whole world. Look at her. There are bugs on her dugs. There are flies in her eyes. There's a lump on her rump big enough to be a hump. But son, we've no time to sit and dither while her withers wither with her. And no one keeps a cow for a friend. Sometimes I fear your touch. Hello everyone, welcome to Hewitt Home, and it is our 100th show. So, in honor of that, we're bringing you behind the scenes, which we will do and continue all this year, give you the nitty gritty on everything that's happening here in Winnipeg. So, we are in the rehearsal room for RMTC, Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre. They are hitting the stage with Into the Woods. It runs until February 4th, and I start with the Queen, Kelly Gordon. <laughs> Artistic director, but also director of this incredible production. Yes. Uh, you start off 2023 with a killer, so to speak, for the actors. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it, it's a giant show for yeah. for the actors, for the you know the design of this this show. The craftspeople downstairs are miracle workers making beautiful, beautiful art. Uh, yeah. Okay. Quick. Yeah. So here's the hen. <laughs> uh, this is one of. Uh, Jack's, uh, Jack takes this from the giant, and this is a hen that lays golden eggs. Oh my goodness. And, <laughs> and this, this... That's Jack, Jack, that is Jack's milky white. So, um, yeah, Jack is, uh, you know, tasked with taking milky to the market to sell because he's, she's no longer uh, producing milk. Viable. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Of course, this is the cape. Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Okay, so all those names you probably, uh, oh, they're talking fairy tales. So mm -hmm. I guess a brief synopsis of this production because folks, if you read the long version, you'll get very confused. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Sondheim, you know, I'll give you the background. Sondheim really, his partner, uh, James Lapine, they were collaborating and really looking to tell a quest story. Sondheim wanted, was really intrigued with Wizard of Oz and uh, wanted to, to tell a quest uh, through a musical. So he and James really investigated fairy tales and uh, Lapine said, you know, in fact, fairy, fairy tales are, are short for a reason. They're like short little bite-sized morality tales. Um, and so why don't we do a mashup of fairy tales and at the center of it, create our own fairy tale, which is the baker and the baker's wife uh, who are childless and uh, the witch next door visits them and says, if you wish to reverse this curse, uh, which she put on them, um, you need to go into the woods and get me a cow as white as milk, a cape as red as blood, a sliver as pure as gold, 
and hair as yellow as corn. So that's, uh, that's what they set off to do. And in the woods, they find Jack, uh, who has his cow with him, uh, and, uh, and Rapunzel's in the tower. There's the hair yellow as corn. Red, little Red is on her way to Granny's. Um, and Cinderella is off to the ball. So, uh, and they all have things that, that these, uh, this couple are, are looking for to, to break the curse. So that's kind of the, the, the nugget of the beginning mm -hmm. of it. Uh, and then they, really this, this musical, which is a glorious musical, like it's, it's the full meal. It's an incredible book. So it, it's very, very witty. They, it's endless laughter. And uh, an incredible music. Like these, the my company of performers just sing it so beautifully. So, um, so yeah. But but really, it's a cautionary tale because they go into the woods pursuing their wishes um, at all costs. And so sometimes, ultimately, we we realize that these are selfish pursuits and. And, and then in the second act, uh, just when you think everything's like happily ever after, uh, we, you realize that their pursuits, their selfish pursuits have disrupted the natural order and, and a giant comes to wreak havoc on them. And so <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, so really it's, it's about collective responsibility. It's about yeah. selfish pursuits versus collective responsibility. And when they finally come together and stop just thinking about themselves, they they heal the world really they they solve their problems so it's a it's a great it's a great musical um that has a lot of you know it's it's potent it's potent storytelling mm -hmm. uh that really resonates with the world that we live in oh totally yeah and so now that you know the story folks you really have to come though to see the collective of actors and everybody in the production, Kelly, that you have brought together. Mm -hmm. Of course, you need a narrator. I've just recognized some of the names. Yeah. Grace Rockin. And, you know, there's Marion Bernstein. And then I'm going to meet the lovely Cinderella, who's local. Yeah, right. And, I mean, there's a cast of such incredible actors. For yourself, now, you've been here a few years. You know sort of the community here. Um, what did you need from these people to make this production. Yeah, you know, I, I really feel, and somebody said it yesterday backstage, one of the actors said, you, you really know how to create a team. Like, the, it's a bit of a dream team. They are such a unique group of actors, uh, and, and that's what I love. They're all super individual um, and all really interesting and bring, bring huge talent to, to the process, but also just beautiful personalities uh, like big hearts I, th I said I think I think the common theme of, of what I was looking for in my in my casting was big-hearted people because the story has huge heart and so and, and also funny like I was like if you can make me laugh in auditions then I know that you can you can do the job because uh, it, it is it's it's very very witty and so you have to have you have to have a, a sense of humor to to deliver it and this hasn't been easy at all, folks. I mean, you went into production in December. You just mentioned you had, you know, one day, two days off maybe. And you have to be in a bubble because we, yeah. although everything is open and we're not saying the COVID word, but... <laughs> you just said it. I know, I know. But yeah. 
again, working in that yeah. kind of environment is really still tasking. Yeah, especially for musicals. Like we, we have the, this is our first big musical since the pandemic hit. Um, and this is my first musical at MTC, so I'm very, very excited to finally be here. Um, but yeah, it, it's been challenging, challenging because they, they've been singing in masks, um, and that's, that's just tough. Uh, but now we're on stage, so we're in the bigger space, and we're, we're starting to actually you know, take the masks off and see our full faces, and that's great because yeah. it, it's... it's it's a crazy thing when you take off a mask and you realize, oh my God, you've been smiling for the last month under that mask in this scene and I never saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and for you as a director saying, why, why, you know? Yeah. Um, but I guess you must, and they all must feel a sense of relief when they take that mask off. Like, I just can't imagine still and theater and all the arts, performing arts, yeah. really, really need that human connection. Yeah, and you know, I, I, it's... It's a necessary thing in these times for us mm -hmm. to be as safe as possible. Um, you know, we have understudies uh, yeah. and standbys in case anything goes wrong, in case anybody gets sick. We have a whole team of understudies, and that's great um, because some of them are tracking for for different characters, and they're ready to go on in any of those roles at any given time. So, um, yeah, the masks are, are a necessary evil yes. in, in terms of the times we're living in. Um, to keep us safe and mm -hmm. and to, to for the show to go on, you know that's the the show must go the on. the show must go on. So I'm going to play on what you had just mentioned. There are understudies, and you just mentioned having four, or five different roles. So these are all different characters, completely different characters that these actors have to learn. I want to ask more about this mentorship program because mm -hmm. a lot you see with a lot of the actors in this production you know, RMTC mentorship program. Yeah. What is this? So when I, uh, you know, when I first arrived here, so I arrived here in 2019, that mm -hmm. was the, the June 2019 was the beginning of my tenure here. Uh, and I, I, I remember meeting a couple of young actors and saying, uh, you know, you can visit Toronto, you can do shows in Toronto, but like, please stay in Winnipeg because we want to keep, keep the talent here so that we can use them. This, this cast is uh, about 80, 85 to 90% local. Um, and so I, I, I know the geographical isolation uh, it is, it's a, you know, for, the, for, for young performers, I think they feel, they can feel isolated and they can feel like, you know, the big marketplace for theater is in, is in Ontario. Or Vancouver and and so I really I was like I want to connect you uh, so that you can have a, a national relationship with artists but but also bring that uh, bring the wealth of knowledge that you get through the mentorship to Winnipeg to stay in Winnipeg um, and yeah it was really important for me, for me for the emerging actors but also for the the mentors to know the talent pool here because they are incredibly talented Rhea is, you know, this is her first uh, professional production, and she's beautiful and brilliant in this role of Cinderella. Um, and she should be known everywhere, but she should live in Winnipeg because I want to use her <laughs> yeah. over uh, over the many years that I hope to be here. I, I yeah. would love to use her again and again because I think she's really she's really talented. But that's that's the case with so many. There's a lot of young actors in the show, um, and they are Winnipeg is a real hotbed of talent and I, I loved you know I, I love the fact that through the National Mentorship Program we can we can expose them nationally 
Um, but again, keep feeding the, mm-hmm. the talent pool here to keep them here. Well, that's amazing. Um, did you have trouble finding mentors across the country to be part of this? You know, I, I, I always, I think, actually, I think artists really love to be asked to mentor uh, if they have the time. Some, mm-hmm. some are often too busy to take it on that year. But uh, I really do think imparting the wisdom of, of you know, 30 to 40 years of, of professional work it's a wonderful thing to pass on and to, to oh, talk to, to young people about their careers. And so for more information, if there are actors out there that want, can they find information on the website? Yeah, the National Mentorship Program. It's, it's under the artist tab. Okay. <laughs> RoyalMTC.ca. Uh, are you a mentor? Am I a mentor? I, I feel like I'm mentoring people all the time. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm the artistic director. I have no time. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, I have mentored a lot in my life. Yes. I, I actually won the... Um, uh, an award for for mentoring young women specifically, so the YWA Women of Distinction Award, uh, wow. specifically because I was very involved mentoring young women. So, and we need more females in the theater and in positions like yourself. I'm the first female artistic director at MTC in MTC's history. So, it's uh, and that's you know 60 plus years of, of history. So. It's great. It, it's great to have women in leadership because mm-hmm. I think it, it, you know, it just you pass you pass that down. You you become a role model to the next next generation. Well, we are so happy and honored, Kelly. You ring in twenty twenty three with a bang, uh, into the woods on until February fourth. And thank you so much for being a leader, for being a mentor, and for being part of our community. Thank you so much. Great to be here. We are in the rehearsal room at the Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre 
And for 2023, I have probably the year's hardest name to say, but as a challenge, I would like to introduce our lovely guest, Rhea Rodic Rosadescu, and she plays Cinderella in Into the Woods. I was sweating during that, and now I'm done. You did it very well, <laughs> so good <you>. job. <laughs> so welcome, Rhea. Um, welcome to the brand new year. Yes. And the new production for 2023, Into the Woods, Cinderella. I, I will admit, I've never seen it, so I thought I'd do my homework and try to read the synopsis. Mm -hmm. Oh my lord. I think I got confused halfway between the first act, but Cinderella mm -hmm. is an integral part to this whole story. Yes. So first, let's talk about your character. Yeah, so um, Cinderella is a, is a folk tale, a fairy tale that we all know very well. Um, and yeah, she, she opens the show after the narrator sort of speaks the first um, introduction to the story and welcomes the audience in. She opens the show and she closes the show with the words, I wish, which is very um, integral to sort of the entire um, plot and theme that uh, Sondheim wrote in this music musical. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a big role. She is um, very quirky. Um, she, uh, I think, for me, whenever I um, saw the show and have sung through it, it feels like Little Red and her kind of build together the, the heart mm -hmm. of it. Um, and so it's a really fun role to play and get to interact with all the other characters. So we know, like kids, it's not your real true fairy tale mm -hmm. characters in this production. Mm -hmm. So the relationships mm -hmm. that are built between the characters are really interesting because we know them as fairy tale characters, but then we get to know them almost like they're human beings. Oh, like, yeah, they're they totally three-dimensional. Yeah, yes. like uh, they were written very, very well. And they say it was interesting because I was um, looking and sort of researching how Sondheim and James Lapine sort of wrote the story. And they found it really difficult to come up with one fairy tale to sort of fledge into a full musical. So they put together all of these different ones, then created a totally new folktale fairy tale of the baker and his wife to sort of just bring it all together, which is genius and so hard. So, um, so yeah, it's totally understandable that people would get confused with the plot and following all the different stories. Um, but interacting with all the characters is interesting because they all have different um, wants and desires that guide them in different ways mm -hmm. to do different things. Um, but they all kind of, I think, fall into some sort of um, deceit or straying from the path, which is really interesting um, for different reasons and motivated by different things. But yeah. And that's why it is still so relevant today mm -hmm. in 2023 when it Absolutely. was written back way back in the mid 80s. Okay. For yourself, in the character of Cinderella, what have you gained and learned, not only, I guess, as an actress, but mm -hmm. as a person? Because I would think that every role that you play mm -hmm. stays in some way, shape, or form inside you. Yeah, well, we were actually talking about this with Kelly, our director, a few days ago, working on um, one of the sort of poignant songs in the show, No One Is Alone, and sort of really how it connects to a part of all of us um, mm -hmm. as people, not just as performers. And um, and so, yeah, I think I think there I, I relate to Cinderella in many ways. Um, and I think a lot of um, female conditioned people will. <laughs> um, but I think the big thing is just like leading from a place of love and kindness and um, not taking that too far either. You know, mm -hmm. you have to always um, make sure that you are caring for yourself as well as others at the same time. And that's something that I think Cinderella struggles with because she sort of plays into what other people want for her more than what she wants for herself. And that's sort of what takes her down a path that she doesn't want. Oh my goodness, mm -hmm. it sounds like today's story mm -hmm. of young girls on social media. Yep, <laughs> it's very relevant, so yeah. 
Okay, so talking about dreams and being in your in this first show here mm -hmm. on stage, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about your education as an actress and especially local, your local talent. So I we am. have to cheer about this. Yes, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, so this is my first professional production, which is a big um, thing for me. And I've been coming to MTC and seeing the shows here for many, many years. And yeah, I grew up in Winnipeg, um, went to school at the University of Winnipeg for theater. Um, went through the honors program there, got my degree in acting, and uh, and took voice lessons alongside of that. Uh, originally was going to go into music and then veered into theater, which just sort of brought me to this place, which is really interesting how the universe works out. And um, yeah, and and through my time at university, I, I found out about a scholarship program here called the Jean Murray Morris Sinclair Scholarship, mm -hmm. which was integral in sort of allowing me to complete my education and also to offer me opportunities to take work workshops outside of the university setting, which I, you know, helped me learn new skills that I, you know, weren't necessarily super accessible through the program. Mm -hmm. But um, with that extra support from the scholarship, I was able to, you know, go and outsource different skills that I wanted to add to my toolkit. And um, yeah. Speaking of toolkit, mm -hmm. dialect coach. Yes. Now, would anybody think that's important unless you're... <laughs> you know, playing a Russian spy or... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it, is a, it is a thing. Um, I, I learned about it when I was in university um, through my professor, Shannon Vickers, my voice mm -hmm. prof there. And she's sort of a big text coach and dialect coach here in the city. And I think because I... Um, had have a lot of classical music training and had learned languages for that. I was really interested in dialects and took a natural knack to them, I guess. And so she took me under her wing and has mentored me and helped me sort of learn the skills I need to coach that mm -hmm. and to be able to communicate how to, you know, learn a dialect to other actors, which is really great. Um, yeah, and I just finished uh, working on Frozen River at uh, M2IP there right. uh, as a dialect coach for that show. So. And that must be so fascinating mm -hmm. because, again, it would offer you another insight into your own performances, mm -hmm. too, as well. But there's just so much out there. For you, I guess, what are some of the more important people along the way when you kind of reflect back mm -hmm. to where you are right now, ready mm -hmm. to step on stage? Um, well, I think I think every I mean my family obviously they sort of my mom put me in my first theater production and I did not want to do it and I remember telling her very clearly that I would never make this my career and and you know she's laughing at me now of course um, but uh, yeah I think all of the coaches that I've had and the teachers I've had along the way have sort of you know created um, a sense of of confidence that I didn't have in myself for a very long time and. And so I think all the professors at the University of Winnipeg were so integral just because I, I saw myself as a singer and they sort of were like, no, you can be an actor too, and, and brought me into a new line of thinking about my work and what my capabilities. Um, yeah, and I, everyone, I, there's too many to name, um, <laughs> but my family is definitely, um, you know, top of the list for sure. Mm -hmm. And then to wrap things up, you have been accepted into the mentorship program. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. So not much. It hasn't started yet. Uh, who is your mentor or can we let that cat out of the bag? As I look up, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to check. So yeah, so my mentor is uh, Fiona Sauter and uh, they are the artistic director of Bad Hat Theatre in Toronto. And um, yeah, so they, I, I got to know them uh, and know their work uh, through a production of Alice in Wonderland that they did at M2IP just last year. And it was so like, I can't, it was just, it was explosive um, in the best way and just, um, 
really engaging and thrilling. And so I was like, what is this work? What, who are these people making this show that's so um, different from anything that I'd seen for theater for young people in a really long time? And so I was just really excited by that. And I mean, MTC does a really great job with this mentorship of really connecting people with, um, connecting emerging artists with more established artists who they might not have access to or might not be able to make those connections because of distance or you know various different things. And so I was really thrilled by this mentorship and the fact that I could you know get to work with someone who isn't based in Winnipeg mm -hmm. and whose work really excites me. And um, so, so yeah, we haven't started yet. Uh, we're just sort of, we've communicated a bit um, but uh, the program will officially be starting, I believe, the 16th or 17th. Oh, we'll have so our first very shortly. Mm -hmm. oh, well, yeah. you know, that's so wonderful that you do have the opportunity to spread your wings, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. But Winnipeg will always be your home, mm -hmm. yeah. even when you hit Broadway <laughs> in that big musical. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, we can hardly wait to see you step on stage with Cinderella. Do you get to wear the ball gown? Yes, I do. I haven't seen this, so. Oh, I, I, ha I haven't seen the full version of it yet either. I've seen the, the top, but it's being made as we speak, so it's very Oh, my exciting. goodness. Yes. Nothing to the last minute. I know. Can I take it with me? <laughs> <laughs> and you, have, you can't forget the shoes. Oh, no, not the shoes, of course. No. Yeah. Okay. Cinderella, but not as you know it, folks. Uh, big congratulations to Rhea. Thank, Thank you, you so much for spending this time with Thank us on you. Here at Home. Thank you so much. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our guests on today's show and also thank the Royal Manitoba Theatre Centre staff for allowing us to be on location. So go ahead and make today the greatest day and we'll see you next time on Hewitt Home. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.